welcome back. Studio number 310-441-0555. Let's go to a caller now. Radio Hamra, you're on the air. Uh, hello. Hello, hi. Uh, thanks I'm for on calling. The air. Yes, thanks for calling. Okay, hello, Dr. Holakui. My English is pretty good, but because I'm, you know, I'm on, on the air, so I may speak a little bit slowly. Okay, so that's I'm calling right. you from, from Europe. I'm familiar with your father's uh, program for many years, so this is the first time that I'm actually listening and <laughs> talking to you. I have this honor. And uh, I called you for um, for my uh, relationship problem, my, okay. uh, my problem with my wife. So I'm 36. Uh, I live in the Western Europe. Uh, I was married to a girl from uh, Eastern Europe. And uh, we have been separated uh, for almost uh, four years now. And uh, so I have a little daughter, actually, with that girl, which I, uh, the moment that she got pregnant, it was the moment that uh, we got separated. And uh, I saw this uh, little girl just two, three times, because uh, my ex doesn't want that I have any role in her life. And this is why actually I'm I'm talking to you. I have listened a lot to your father's program to find you know kind of a solution, but my case is kind of delicate, and um, I'm not quite sure what can I do for this uh, child. You know, I, I I feel a lot of guilt, and um, I learned the language so I can talk a little bit uh, her language now, and I continue keep continuing uh, you know learning that, uh, but I have this feeling that um, I will never get this contact with her. And um, I, I think you got my idea. So I, I just I got some basics. Yeah. But what, when you say um, you know she doesn't want you to see the child, why does she not want you to see the child? Uh, to be honest, I do not have um, specific uh, solu- reason now. Uh, for for two things, she keeps uh, saying uh, different things. First, our you know separation, and the second, uh, my role in the child's life. Each time she changes the the answer. Each time that, that I can talk to her, once she doesn't like you know Persian culture. The other day she tells me that she doesn't like that uh, the way that I talk. The other another day she says that it's better that she doesn't have any father. So um, I don't know. Just as a fact, I should tell you that she had a horrible kind of childhood, and you know their culture is a little bit different from different from American Persian or you know. European, so uh, she had a womanizer father, and uh, she got abandoned from the father uh, from the moment that she was born. The father came back to her life a little bit later, but he had always, you know, women around uh, himself, mm-hmm. himself, and he ac- she actually explained to me when we were together that she was begging actually all the time her father that, uh, could you stay with me? And her father abandoned her. This is mm-hmm. the word that I was hearing a lot from her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, so I'm supposing the the core of that problem is there. I'm supposing. Well, and, um, uh, it has, it's probably related. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, what led to your divorce? What what led to you and her divorcing? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I was passing end of my PhD at that moment. And I'm I, sudden. We were wonderful together. And I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, hallucinating. I'm just telling you the very honest thing. For four and a half a year, we were very good together. For six months, we were very difficult. She was actually difficult. She was getting angry, and she was waking up with a mood that I don't, I couldn't even understand why you are sad. Always, I was asking this question, that why you are sad. 
and she started uh, to be angry a lot. And when I'm saying angry, I mean it was unbelievably angry that I was always worried that maybe, maybe police will come to us. And then um, in that moment, I was really thinking about separation because she was really impossible to live with. But I thought that, you know, at the end of the PhD, we have very difficult time, you know, as a student. So after that, we go some trips, everything going to be called. And then when she got pregnant, uh, that was by accident that she got pregnant. And uh, one week after that, she told me that she wants to go back to her uh, mom and stay there for a while because she's kind of pregnant. And when she went there, she told me that she she doesn't want to come back anymore. And what was her, she gave you no reasons? No reason, absolutely. Actually, when she was there also, she was telling me that, oh, we were going coming back together. Uh, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And a step-by-step goes there, and suddenly she told me that she doesn't want to leave me anymore. Okay. Um, so, you know, there's two aspects that come to my mind. One is from your side. I know you're saying everything was so good. It's possible you were not as aware of how she was feeling, or you were not asking her how she was really doing and giving her that space to tell you. The way you describe it is that it came out of nowhere. Um, for years four and a half years to hide something the way you're describing or being one way and then changing to me it seems a little bit unlikely more than likely she was not happy earlier in the relationship now maybe she just didn't show it at all she didn't give you any indication maybe she was disconnected from it herself um is it possible that all of a sudden she changed so much after four years i think that's less likely to be the case so there probably was something going on there from her side that you were not aware of, that you thought everything uh, was okay. I think okay. I'm aware of that, actually. Okay. I forgot to tell you that she's super in, super dependent on her mother. Okay. And when, I'll just tell you that, just give you information. I'm sorry. You're because, not you know, fine. I'm quite stressed and I cannot You're doing my fine. mind maybe a little. Uh, you know, when, when we got separated, her father came to me. I have excellent uh, relationship with you know, her family. And her father came and stayed here with me. And he, he was asking me questions. He was searching exactly what you are searching now. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't find that. So for two days, he was living with me, her father, to understand what's going on. He was asking me, tell me that day, the other day, last year, what happened. And she came back to her country, Ukraine. And then uh, she called me that, uh, sorry, he called me that, that it's her mother, the reason. Mm-hmm. This is her father's word. And I asked, what does it mean? And he told me that they are dependent you know, very basic phrases, which I still, I don't understand. And unfortunately, when I'm asking him again, he's just telling me that he give up, you know, he doesn't go, he doesn't like this conversation, you know, to ask the question. But what what I know is that her mother has had a role and what what is that role, I, I, I do not know. Maybe she just got, you know, she gave up the fact that she could come back to her country. And that was the moment that she started to, you know, rise again. Maybe. Now, I'll say something. I could understand you want to talk to her. You're, you're looking for answers because you have you feel like you have no idea what happened. But yeah. the way you described her relationship with her father, I don't know how reliable of a source he's going to be. Um, he's you know. reliable now. He's reliable? No, I mean, okay. Now but, he's, a, he's right now 55. Well, the stories that I'm telling you is was for, you know, when he was 30. Now he's perfectly stable. Even the fact that I got, for example, three times the... I saw my child that was based on his effort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm not saying he's all bad. Maybe he's like really, uh, he could be a good man and maybe he's changed a lot. But it doesn't seem like he knows his mm-hmm. daughter very well because he wasn't really 
that involved. And even, you know, if they have a dependent relationship, it probably is partially because he was so out of the picture and so um, not there. So I'm not saying I, I can get you're so desperate for any kind of uh, understanding of what's going on. And maybe you talk to him, but it's just being aware of him and the relationship he has with your ex-wife that you're describing that that's something to just be aware of now it, it could be true there's a dependent relationship there it seems unlikely that out of nowhere she just decided to go home because her mom said something after four years i'm a little bit you know surprised some people during pregnancy of course hormones and things can affect how people feel but that's that does happen in pregnancy that women can have that experience so i mean but i don't what you're describing seems much more extreme than that it's it still was actually yeah. even she had you know changes physically i will tell you two examples first she was always a tickly person you know and during that that moment that she changed very you know unbelievably um, she stopped to be tickly and first i thought that it was you know between us you know because we, she doesn't love me anymore and and when I was there, actually, I saw that her mother wanted to do that, and she asked even that you are not tickled anymore. You know, it was unbelievably changed for me. The other thing is that she never she, uh, wear any makeup during five years that we were together. Never. Hmm. And during that moment, she started to wear makeup. It was like you know, very big change for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like I I don't know her anymore. Yeah, that that's uh, obviously going to be very scary. And it's not clear to me, as I said, was it really she just totally shifted? Was something um, starting in her and you my, were not my, aware? My first, my first impression was the multiple personality disorder. To be honest, in this level, she was different. Yeah, now the thing is with most multiple personality disorder, which is now referred to as dissociative identity disorder, um, the person doesn't just change like all of a sudden to a totally different person and that's it they have multiple or these different identities that come out at different times so i get what you're saying that it seems like two different people but that usually is not what is you know when we talk about what used to be called multiple personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder it usually doesn't mean that someone just completely changes into a different person it means even within a few minutes they might ch change into these different personalities one of them might be like a child one is like a a man one is a woman it could be different in a lot of different ways but that's usually what we're talking about but i can see that for you clearly there's a sense of i don't know this person anymore that i've been living with for years which must have been shocking um and, and it's hard for you to know what what happened there now because you mentioned the word abandonment a lot um what also can happen sometimes and i mean just that it happened after this long is kind of surprising but anyway people who are afraid of abandonment sometimes there's this feeling of i'm going to leave you before you leave me so there's this fear of being abandoned that can create so much anxiety and can be so fearful for the person that they can't take it anymore they'd rather leave or sometimes they you know ruin the relationship when we talk about things like sabotaging a relationship it's sometimes because it's too scary that the other person could leave or they could hurt them so i'm going to hurt you first so i don't know if yeah. because you mentioned abandonment so much this was something that was there um and there's even this interesting dynamic now you have a daughter and her own father yeah. abandoned her and now she's making it so you know she's almost forcing this abandonment almost making it like she has control over the abandonment the daughter has with you 
so you're almost getting abandoned. It's like this reversal where the father gets abandoned by the daughter. Um, I, I don't want to speculate too much. kind of angry and she wants to take kind of a revenge of, on me or something i don't there, know i mean there definitely can be but that there is a, yeah can i tell you one conversation sure. i don't i'm just giving you the information that they give me okay the, the truth or false i don't i just of course you know but, uh, after two years i remember that i got a little bit tired and i talked with, the, with the, her father and i asked him that what does she want i clearly asked ask this question what is the question money hurt me what what is that i don't care mm-hmm. and he he was silent for two minutes and then he told me that you're deaf and you're deaf uh, yes wow and i asked what what does it mean even i just mm-hmm. don't understand hmm. i mean and before that so you're saying she was a very loving partner to you before she is only angry with me i have seen her there she is really lovely she's a very good mother She's a hardworking. She has. She's just very, very angry to me. And she I says her, no reason why she hasn't given you no any reason. reason. N- no reason. Even I was predicting. I said that did I say something to you that I bothers you? Did I do something that I'm not aware what I have done? And even if I have done that, I'm sorry. I I, mm-hmm. I, I tell you that I'm sorry, and I'm ready to do something. You know, to to uh, to make it up for you. Yeah. But she never answered that. She said just no response. And we, and we had a dog also, and she abandoned the dog also at the same time. We had a dog that it was kind of a child for us, you know? Yeah. And it was very on... on I, I still cannot believe it after four years. You know, yeah. I think even you hear it from myself. No, I, yeah, I can, it seems like you're completely bewildered, puzzled. You have no idea what happened. It's very unclear, and she's given you very... Almost no information or indication as to why this has happened, so... Um, it's understandable you're searching and and that's the hard part is you, you can try to figure it out and even I'm sure you're calling me or wanted to talk to someone just to get that understanding that maybe someone else knows um, it's going to be hard for anyone to know exactly what happened here you know you're saying was it related to her own father was it this I, I'm sure those plays a hu- play a huge part in what's going on but with what you're telling me I can't say this is why uh, she did that it, so it puts you in a very tough position you might still try to to talk to her or see if she'll tell you something but she might not now right now what did you have any communication or contact with her at this time uh, she sent me pictures in average one picture each six months she doesn't want that I send her money so she till now each month I could send her money but uh, even I was asking kind of you know begging mm-hmm. can I send you money because you need with a child you know? And then she she just closed her European bank account and she doesn't give me her bank account in her country that I can send her money. So I have no connection uh, financially. And um, that's it. And she doesn't talk. Sometimes she sends me a message. I can send two messages per year, something like mm-hmm. that. And what have you more recently communicated to her? I asked her that you you suffered a lot during your childhood and again if I bothered you I am sorry and I just want that our daughter be more happy you love her you you do whatever you want I don't interfere I just want to be in her life to help her mm-hmm. and for her I'm a weak person that I'm doing that she told me you are very weak 
a, a strong man should abandon the child and go. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It's so weird for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, clearly it seems related to what she's uh, been through. And maybe culturally you and her were more different than you realized also. Or, you know, this is not just a cultural thing. It's much more is going on yeah. with that. But I, I get the sense you maybe didn't know her as well as you thought you did. I know a lot of this came out of nowhere for you, but mm -hmm. probably you didn't know her as much as you did. And I think what you're saying makes sense. I didn't know what your intention was. I think you and her being together is not going to make sense no matter what. Is that is that still something you're hoping for, that she might change and you and her could be together? At the beginning, I couldn't believe what she's doing. Sure. Especially that all her around, they were asking her, what are you doing? You know, and uh, they were all, I can say, in my team. I can say, and all of us, we wanted just, you know, the calm situation. I didn't fight at all till now because I knew that, you know, she was pregnant and there is a child. So as your father mentioned that if you, if you win the fight in the marriage, you will lose everything. So mm -hmm. I lost all the fight, I can say, but the, the child is happy. You know, she's kind of happy. So this is for me the most important thing. Yeah. But I was waiting that I got an answer at least that what's going on. The other thing uh, that I'm still hopeful, and if I'm honest to you, is that I'm seriously thinking to move there. And till now I didn't move there because I didn't find a job there. You know what I'm saying? It's not you know kind of a very active economy there. And um, so I, I I I have this feeling that a big part of that comes from her dependencies with her mother. It's possible. And she was kind of. But look, the you and her having a relationship, I would not. I would hope you can close that door that you and your mm -hmm. ex-wife being together um, I don't think anything is possible now she can have her judgments about what you're doing but I think just having uh, a relationship with your daughter I hope you can still you know mention that to her I wouldn't and I wouldn't tell her you were hurt a lot as a child anymore or anything like that I would just tell her that I'd really like to be in my daughter's life as much as is possible and I want to be. I do not father. ask her to get back together at all. Okay. Just about the child I talked to. Yeah. Can, can I picture you something and then you, you just you give me your idea? Sure. But when I was there, I saw that she's very poor. And I knew that her father is very rich, her mother is poor, and she grew up with her mother. Okay? And she didn't have the minimum. And it's very difficult for me to tell you this, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in a very calm voice. And it was very painful for me when I saw that. And I knew that she's suffering there. And I made a you know wonderful day to her, to just for two minutes that I can two minutes ask a question. That are you sad there? And she told me life is very difficult. And I asked her that so why you left? You could have much better life. Take care about your mother. Take care about yourself. Take care about your child. Even don't have any relationship with me. And she she just was silent. Hmm. She didn't answer this question. Okay. I, I am searching for something that give me give me an indicate you know the indication yeah but 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 i don't get it yeah somebody i don't think she knows yeah i don't think she even knows exactly what's going on and, and there could be some she's trying to reconnect with her mom maybe she does feel bad for her mom i don't know the details we don't have to get into their life but it seems like maybe she felt like her mom was the person she had to take care of her dad wasn't there um, she's going back to her, but you, you, there does seem to be some kind of regression to either childhood or teenage years that we're seeing based on what you're telling me, because you have nothing that you can describe that, you know, you did or, you know, you see happening. 
Um, and so that's why it's understandable that you feel very, very stuck. And there's not going to be a clear answer. It doesn't seem like that she's ever going to give you, unfortunately. You know, you deserve something to know. First of all, you, you want to have a relationship with your daughter, and she deserves it more than anything. The daughter deserves to have, have that. Yeah. Um, it does definitely seem like her own childhood where her father was not there and she kept wanting him there. Maybe it's that fear that she was afraid of you leaving her and she's afraid of you leaving the daughter. Doesn't mean you have given her any reason to think that, but based on her own past, there could be this intense, extreme fear of abandonment. I'm not going to let what happened to my daughter happen to me. So she just wants you to go away. That's why if you die, that is just off the table. She doesn't have to worry about you being there and leaving in some way you can just be gone and out of the picture it seems like she's terrified of this abandonment that she went through and feeling it again and she doesn't want her daughter to now go through that but by protecting her what she thinks is protecting her she's preventing her from experiencing a lot of things and unfortunately is, is likely hurting her very much and that that breaks my heart the most for the daughter um, you know who's going through all that so the most you can do is try to reach out to her some more and say, I want to be in in my daughter's life. You know, I would not try to change her mind anymore about life can be good here, come back here. I mean, you can mention it, but she probably won't make those changes unless she wants to. So I would just focus on if you can have some kind of relationship with her, your, your daughter, I mean, when I say her, um, because I don't know what what else you can do. It's a very, very painful situation that you're in. I'm just afraid that after a moment I will lose completely contact, you know, because yeah. if I get close, she will get angry. If I give them some space, they will start a new life. Not, I, I don't care about that she marries or something. Just, you know, it will be so, so different. And yeah. the language, I, I do not understand. I saw a video of the daughter that she talks I, I do not get what she's saying. And Even how old I, is she I know now? right now a little bit. Your daughter's three. how old now? It's, it's three now. Three? Okay, so this has been like almost four years. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. March gonna be for for you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just something that um, you can only try to be involved in her life as much as she'll let you. It's very sad, uh, and I can imagine it's taken, affected your own life day to day right now. Look, we're, I'm at a com we went way over a commercial break. I want to talk a few more minutes with you at least. So I'm gonna put you on hold and we'll wrap up our conversation okay. after the break. Okay. Thank you, doctor. Okay. All Thank right. You. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, we were with a caller before the break. Let's go back to them now. Caller, are you still there? Yes, uh, okay. I'm listening to you, Doctor. Thank you. So I just wanted to, you know, uh, as I said, make sure we have a few more minutes to talk because, you know, as I'm hearing you, your story is very heartbreaking. I also know there's not much I can uh, tell you as far as understanding exactly what's going on with her. Some of the things I did share with you that it seems, as you yourself are aware, that what she went through in her own childhood is having a big impact on what's happening now. And I think this theme of abandonment, you said she used that word a lot, it's this fear of abandonment. And so she's trying to take control of the situation herself. And this time she's the one abandoning, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's very unfair to you to have to go through that. But it seems like that's unfortunately the reality you have right now. Also, tell me what's going on in your life since then. I, as I mentioned, I'm sure you're preoccupied a lot with what's happening with her and your daughter. But what have you been doing since she has been gone in your own life? I know you said you were finishing up your education when 
these things were happening. Oh, I didn't. I didn't finish my PhD. It was exactly two months before my defense that this happened, and it changed everything. Hmm. So my life was kind of, to be honest, hell and paradise at the same time. It's so easy for me to make myself happy. So your father always uh, proposes to make ourselves, you know, busy with good stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. education, learning, and these kind of things, sport, uh, good friends. So I make myself as busy as possible, but I can tell you that there is not even one night that I don't ask God if it exists that I do not see the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I cannot explain to you the pain that I'm going through. I just can't tell you that it's very painful, you know. So I kept continuing working. I tried to um, orient myself instead of research to, you know, kind of programming because I can find a job there in her country. Mm -hmm. And I learned very seriously her language. And what breaks my heart is that I cannot progress as a as I want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so sad to have another language with your own person. I, I never actually saw a person that doesn't have the same language with her, his or her uh, child. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, this is a very extreme. Sometimes it happens where one of the parents is bilingual, so the child learns like some words or learns some of one language, but mm -hmm. also speaks the other one. But you're right, that's this is much more extreme. Um, and it's tough for me to say don't keep pursuing this, you know, because... It does seem like in some ways your life has been frozen by what's going on. That, you know, going on into your own life, it's not so clear because you're you're thinking of moving to this country or figuring out what to do there. And I can't blame you for that. It makes sense. I do also want you to be aware when you say, yes, keeping yourself busy is good, but busy doesn't mean productive or we're going to be doing the right things. And sometimes when we mm -hmm. keep ourselves busy, we actually just do whatever to keep ourselves occupied um, and at the same time as much as the feelings you have are I'm sure overwhelmingly painful avoiding them is not going to be the way you're going to get better or get through this you probably have to face even more directly the pain that you're going through I'm, I'm just kind of afraid of facing that okay uh, I have this feeling Yet, I'm sure it is I, terrifying I, I, tell me about that uh, if I'm very honest to you, in a, how can I say, crystal clear, I can say, is that I, I do not see another solution that, you know, I I die maybe sooner that this pain finishes, you know, but I'm kind of stuck because uh, at least I can save money for my daughter or prepare myself for her future. And the problem is that I'm not sure about that. <laughs> If I, I was sure, I was keep continuing without any problem. So I'm kind of a stuck, you know, it's everything yeah. is out of my control completely. When I lost my ex, when I lost my child, and then in the end, I had to, unfortunately, to lose my dog because for my job, I had to go and I'm kind of alone here and I didn't have anybody to take care of my dog because for my job, I had to move a lot. I lost, I can say, 90% of my life. Hmm. And... Uh, it's very difficult when you lose 90% to get again, you know. I don't yeah. come from a very loving family also. I'm familiar with your father, so I know what happened to me. And uh, I can say that uh, the only thing that keeps me alive is that maybe one day I can do something to decrease the pain of my daughter. Hmm. I mean, that obviously is a very noble approach to your life or goal to have to your life but as you said what's so difficult is that you don't even know if you put all this effort and work you ever will be able to do anything for her which is sad that that even 
opportunity is not clear if you will have it, which can also make it difficult as you're you're striving towards that goal. As you're talking about losing control, you don't even have control over whether or not your efforts can result in something. You know, it's like you're drawing up all these plans, but you don't know if you can ever execute any of it. And that itself is tiring. And you're saying 90% of your life was taken away. And I can see that. And unfortunately, when I said frozen, it's like that 10%, you're trying to stretch it into a life now, because um, you're frozen in those aspects of your life of even your education got frozen, but then your personal life, it, it seems like you're putting on hold in some ways. And so what we might have to look at is, what can you take some more control of in your life? She did take a lot of the control over, obviously, your marriage. And marriage, we, we can't control someone else. They have to want to be in it. But then even your child being allowed to be in her life has been taken from you. Um, so it, it's important for you to look at what is in your control. Let's say... Uh, just just one yes. sentence. I, I add sure. that I am not even officially father of my child. I just want to tell you I have zero control. When you say officially, Absolutely what zero. do you mean? Like an because illegal? she went there in her country and she gave birth and she put that her father she doesn't have any father the daughter and the, the basic of the law of her country is that they don't force the mother to come to pass the dna test I it's see. not like you know yeah, I mean, yeah. It, this is the base logic i have two advocates there and for two years i tried you know thousands of hmm. euros and yeah. so i have zero control wow. and when i say zero i'm not exaggerating no it does sound like it i mean there's uh, legal usually the parental legal status is actually very powerful in most countries but you don't have that you're saying so it does leave you with um, almost nothing um so there is some possibilities it's not so black and white but that let's say one i don't i know it's not even uh pleasant to hear it that you don't see your daughter and don't get to have her in your life if that were the case what do you think you would want to do with your own life, when you see your vision for yourself, what would you do? Uh, I feel I feel that I'm gonna cheat on her. What is why mean? I do not? What I do you do mean not by cheat on her? Oh, you mean uh, if you do something? Head. What does cheat on her mean? For myself, I do not even think about myself for four years. I can tell you very honestly. Well, that's uh, a problem. Because they just have me. You know, I, I know. You know. People, they say that they hear the story of people that they were abandoned. I was living with one. And from the moment that I'm le learning her language, I need a lot of, you know, uh, these children. And they really helped me to learn this language because they got abandoned and their father, they had no, you know, attempt to get mm. close to them. And they helped me a lot. And I got many friends there in her country because of this. And I hear from them their story. I know what does it mean to grow up in that country without father. I, I do not have a you know an imagination. I have a clear yeah. situation, and even I cannot even buy a cell phone for myself. You know, I have a big problem to buy a cell phone for myself, or go to a trip, or some because I'm I'm worried about my daughter. You know, I know that I I were there. I I saw her situation. I saw that she's in poor situation. Mm. I know where is that. When you say you don't buy I a cell phone to. for yourself, what yeah. do you mean? Like you don't want to spend money because you want to save it in case? Nothing, yeah. You uh, can I, give it to I, her. I don't care about myself. I'm, I'm very clean. I, I'm working very hard. Yeah. I take care about social life, but I think that there is a mask in front of myself. I go to a restaurant with friends, but I don't feel good that I'm paying this restaurant because I ask myself that this money could be a, you know, a close for my daughter. Uh, and how are you doing financially? Are you okay or... 
No, I'm okay. No, I'm okay. okay. I'm better than okay because I work very hard. I, I have yeah. this imagination that this hope that maybe one day this money can go to my daughter. So I'm very good at. I I don't I don't have a great job, and I work very hard for that. Well, there's you know a part of that. It seems like it's motivating you, which can be good in a way. But there's also a way that you're not living your own life at all, which you can only do for so long with no promise that it's actually going to pay off. That's the hard part. People sacrifice and know it's going to pay off, or at least they feel pretty sure about it, or it's more in their control. You're sacrificing, and then you don't know how it's if it ever will pay off. Um, I, I, what I want to explore with you is, you know, you said your own childhood, you feel like you understand what has happened to you more. But I want us to yeah, explore uh, it a little yeah. bit more. Uh, deeply, maybe you can tell me a bit about that. So, we, you know, we've talked about your your wife a lot, your ex-wife a lot, and also yeah. uh, related to your daughter. But understanding you better will be helpful for me yeah. too, and maybe I can, you know, understand you better. So, we're going to take another commercial break. But after the break, okay. we're going to talk a bit more about your own childhood and family, how that's impacted okay. you. And as I said, we want to try to figure out what can you do for your future that is more in your control because there has to be something that you can see for yourself. Okay, so we're going to put you on hold. We'll talk after the break, okay? Thank you, Doctor, for joining me. My pleasure. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back. We were with a caller. Let's go back to them now. Caller, are you still there? Yes, Doctor, I'm listening to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, As I mentioned before the break, I thought it might be a good idea to... You alluded to your own childhood and that you feel like you've understand what you've been through, the, the damages or the pains that, that you went through. But I want to hear it from you so I can understand yourself more because we were trying to figure out what you can do for your life going forward as well. And as you know, understanding your past will be important for that. So mm-hmm. tell me a bit about your own childhood and, and what you understand from it. Uh, I have a very good and clear memory of my childhood and what I remember, everything was very bad. The parents always fighting, nobody loved anybody. And uh, they never loved us. Me and my brother I have a twin brother, mm-hmm. and uh, and everything was very bad. And we were kind of different from other people because they were kind of happy, and I never felt happiness. What does it mean? And to be honest, till now I never missed my home. I remember when I was a child and I was going out, and uh, you know the party was finishing, and we had to go home. I was very sad. I didn't want to go home. And one of the stuff that I really liked my ex is that we create a home finally. I heard that people, they talk about that in the movies, in the, in the you know books, but I never felt that. But with my ex, I understood what does it mean to have a home. Maybe for people it's, you know, it's normal because they take it for granted, but I never felt that. And I read uh, recently the book, you know, Reinventing Your Life. I'm quite sure you are familiar with that. And uh, the, he talks about, you know, life traps that you have. I think I have all of them, just, you know, two, three of them, like, you know, dependency or these kind of things that based on the questions I didn't have. So I had all of them. So mm. I can honestly tell you that besides, you know, my yos and my health, which I'm very grateful to that, the only thing that I had in my life was great friends that they helped me to study better, to feel the life, to, to find a social life. And still I'm in contact with them and I love them more than my brother and, and my ex. These two, they were the only chances that I had in my life. Hmm. Well, I mean, the, I'm glad you still have the friends, your ex. It does seem like it's a, at least very complicated. If, if there's going to be a future, 
it probably won't be a very close one if hopefully it'll be just in some way you can have a relationship with your daughter when you're mentioning your family you said no love was there abuse or was there anything um, in that way whether it's physical abuse or emotional abuse it was abandoning abuse for example they left us at home and they were going out or we had parties you know kind of you know when you're growing up in Iran sometimes you go to villages you know for um, this is the oldest memory that I have in my head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You go to villages for, you know, marriage ceremony, and they put us somewhere with some kind of kids that I didn't know them with the old woman, and I was very old, uh, very young. I think maybe I was four, four and a half, something like this. And uh, I, grew, I, I woke up, and I was very afraid. I cried for my father, and I went there, and my father was shouting at me that, why you came here, why you brought him, put him back, and I, I was lost. The image that I have from my childhood is a... It's a child that is searching for help. This is the image that I have from my child. And I remember my mother didn't like to cook. So when I feel hungry, I remember when I was, you know, at home in child. For me, that, because I was always asking her, could you please cook? Could you please cook a little bit faster? Could, you, could we have dinner? It's a memory that uh, it's very uh, painful. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you, I mean, you had a very deprived childhood you said abandonment in, in your own way even though they were around you felt that you were not loved or you were not seen and now you're saying with your ex-wife you felt like you found a home um exactly. when you first met so tell me about when you got together with her my first you know just, well i'll let you tell one me sentence. yes sorry. no go ahead go ahead just one sentence is that why I'm very sad about this daughter is that I remembered exactly the day that I was with my brother and my father was very angry and he left the home. My mother was crying in another room and I promised my brother, I say that, if I got a father, I will be a perfect father. And if you give me the chance to be uncle, you know, uncle of your child, mm -hmm. I will be the best uncle. Mm -hmm. And I just failed, you know what I'm saying? I didn't my daughter will have maybe a worse life than even I have. And it's, it's unbelievably painful for me. It's like a failure, absolute failure. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I can see you had that desire, which is a, a, a good one, to be a good father to her, to any child you would have. But this failure, it's, it's not that you have not, you've had an opportunity and you failed, you weren't given the opportunity. It's a very unique circumstance but it seems clearly like you're blaming yourself so how do you blame yourself for what's going on i i made her pregnant okay. i made her pregnant in the moment that we weren't good so mm. this is not something that uh, i can forget i should take the responsibility for that so with that mistake even she she made all the bad stuff i understand but i'm i i, I could be more careful maybe in that moment i could be more aware. I couldn't, I could, don't play with the future of a human being, you know. I cannot accept this. Yeah, I, I can under, I mean, there is some level, obviously, you um, are responsible in that way. But I think to blame yourself so much for when you were with your wife, yes, you have problems. And even it could have been some level, well, maybe if we have a child, things will get better, or maybe that'll make us more committed if you already felt like you were losing her in some way. It wouldn't be a good reason, but there could have been a lot of influences that were pushing you towards 
having a child too or being okay as you're saying risking or playing um, with fate and seeing what happens you might have been more open to that risk because you were thinking it could help the marriage in some way even unconsciously you might have been drawn towards that so as I'm saying it's not a good reason or a good decision at all but I could see that there was a lot of things that might have pushed you towards well maybe we can have a child or maybe at least I can have a child if I'm losing her I can have a child that I I can be with or have or can take care of sadly she took away that opportunity for you um, but I think to call yourself a failure that your wife got pregnant and that you got her pregnant it's a pretty strong judgment to put on yourself and you're doing everything you can to try to be there for your daughter but she won't allow it for you which is very very painful but I think it's unfair to blame yourself for, for that or consider yourself a failure I think it's kind of my fight, my life trap because I feel always, always that I'm worthless mm. and I'm supposing that you know I have done something that I don't deserve anything. If I had that, my wife couldn't leave. If I had, you know, always these things coming to me, so yeah. I blame myself for everything. You know? Well, yeah, and unfortunately, I'm glad you know your childhood and how bad it was, but even if we can understand it, it doesn't mean it changes how we feel about ourselves as a result of what happened in our childhood. So clearly, I'm sure you know that these feelings of not being lovable or even related to self-esteem or how you see yourself are very much impacted and imprinted in your early childhood experiences. And so as you described it yourself, they were very, very bad. So we can understand that your feeling about yourself, unfortunately, is not very good or has that quality of being negative and judgmental towards yourself. In a logical way, can you at least see that part that a lot of what you feel about yourself is going to be related to what happened to you in your childhood? Uh, the problem is that I'm I'm completely aware about that. The problem is that the reality that I see, it's possible that is a little bit different from uh, from the reality that maybe you see or logic maybe sees. Uh, maybe a part of that comes from the fact that for you know more than ten years I'm living in Western Europe and it's very difficult. You know when your name is not their name and. The, so painful you know sometimes mm -hmm. the, the stuff that they tell you even you're aware that it, they are just you know two percent of them or three percent of them the, the fact is that i believe I, and i sincerely believe that the life is full of having and not having and unfortunately for many things i have lost the stuff because i did not have certain things can i give you one example sure. very fast I, i'm i got old and i still couldn't drive I'm just right now doing the last thing. Why? Normally it's a very a strange thing. The fact is that my father never let me, and 90% of people, they land with the you know, father's car, something like that, but he never let me, mm -hmm. let me. And then I grew up in another country, you know, passing education. I never had this chance and time and situation to pass that. And it became a disaster, and you have no idea that how much is painful on my shoulder. And I have this as an example for many, many things. I remember even that my ex always was telling me that, oh, you don't have any family here, I'm getting bored, I want to go there. And it was not my fault, you know. I didn't have good relationship with my parents and she was blaming me for that, that I'm bored, I want that we go there and say that. I don't love them, I don't want to see them, you know. We can go with friends or something, you know. But she was blaming that for me, but it was out of my control. So I can just tell you there are some stuff that I do not have, which forcing me to feel like this, that, you know, if I had them, 
life would be a little bit better. That's but true. I do not uh, have and, them, yeah. and I have to keep. Uh, uh, um, I have to stick with this little life that I have. You know. I, I, you're right. There's a lot of things that are out of our control, especially in childhood, completely out of our control. Even as we continue life, not everything. A lot of things will always be out of our control. But I do want you to look at maybe there's things that are more in your control than you are realizing. Like the driving, I don't know all the details, but when you're telling me these days, in these last four years, let's say, what has prevented you from driving, I'm guessing uh, some of it is anxiety too, that you're... Oh. No, no, no. It was just because I had to pay, you know, each year 10000 20000 or, you know, advocate, so I didn't have any money for that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I see. Well, this is where I would want you to look at what can you do when I talk about what can you do in your control. I would say, of course, keep working, doing those things that you're doing. But we have to look at what can you do in your own life. Again, it's not to deny or ignore what's happening there because you can't ignore it. It's on your mind all the time. But what can you do in your own life to take some more control of what is in your control? So the way your wife is being, you can try to reach out, interact with them. But the fact that your whole life is on pause without a guarantee that something is going to happen it is not going to help you. And I hope you can realize you deserve to feel good about your life. As you were saying before of, you know, buying yourself something or, you know, it's doing certain things for yourself is very difficult. Well, that's something that we have to try to shift of doing more for yourself just for you that you're allowed to enjoy life and and continue your life and it's been a while at the beginning i think you said you're are you 36 years old yes okay so i I want you to see that your life is still you know however many years i can't tell you obviously but you can have many decades of life left and i wouldn't want you to get frozen in this part of your life in some ways, you're also frozen from your childhood and what happened there. As for all of us, it's going to continue to affect us. But you have to also look at what can you do now. And you're not going to stop thinking about the situation, but I, at some level, you're not going to get an answer exactly as to why, unless she might tell you. And now, even if she tells you some things, I don't know if she fully understands what happened to her to tell you, mm-hmm. this is why I did this. Um, so that's, you know... That part to me is it matters, but we're not going to get it. It's not because you're just bad and unlovable and this makes sense that she did this. So there's no explanation from your standpoint that you caused this, but it is your reality. And so being that this is your reality, I want you really to focus on what can I do for my life? What can I do for myself? What can my future look like? If it's a very sad reality that might be there, I can't be involved in my daughter's life. What do I want my life to look like? And as I ask you that, what comes to your mind of what you would want to have for yourself in your life? I mean, even it's not either or, even if your daughter is in some way in your life, you need to look at this. But I just want you to focus on when we don't think about that part, if we think of that as out of your control, with what is in your control and what you can change, what would you like to see in your life? be honest, I didn't think about that, but if right now, without thinking, I could say that if I could be a father again, okay. a real father, I think I would be very happy. I okay. 
Yeah, and maybe before that, I mean, it, I mean, I think it's it's sad you're not giving that opportunity with your daughter, but yes, and being in a relationship and and again living your own life, you deserve that yourself, and no one is really benefiting by you not doing that, by you not taking care of yourself or giving yourself more. It seems like you do have this feeling that sacrificing is your, uh, you feel very good about that because you're used to that in some way, but no one is benefiting from that. Um, you deserve to live more of your own life. And even the way you say, I really haven't thought about it much or you don't think about it much. And I wouldn't want you to just have a child to make up for your other, your daughter. You know, it has to be in the right circumstance and think about what's pushing you towards that. But I, I, it's a very sad situation. I, I'm very sad for you. I'm most sad for your daughter. Um, but I'm very sad for you as well. But I would hope that because I'm talking to you and because you can have this influence and control or at least a big control in your life, that you focus on how can I live a life that's more meaningful and fulfilling for me? What can I start doing now that is in my control rather than just uh, the waiting that is all I can do right now when it comes to that situation. Okay, thanks a lot. I, I took a lot of your time. The only last question, mm. do you have any book to propose me to, because I know mm. in your podcast, sometimes you talk about books. Yeah. Um, I ask you that one book if you propose mm. me to, to read. I, I don't know if I can say one book that, I mean, in, in what would you want help with if you're saying a book that would help you with what? Uh, to stop sacrificing. I mean, that's a that's a tough one. I don't know. I mean, uh, there's lots of books on that. I type don't want of to waste. Your no, you're not. You haven't. You're not wasting my time at all. And I, I, I wish I had a better answer for for that. Um, there, pro there are lots of books, but f also for you, with what you've experienced, books are a way of getting away from the actual doing of it as well. So it's going to be you doing a lot of things that make you uncomfortable. A book might help you understand it better and connect to it. Obviously, I, I love reading books myself. So I'm not saying don't look for that, but also don't wait for the book that's going to guide you. You know, you're going to guide yourself through this a lot as well. And and I, I really do wish you the best. I'm very sad about your situation. I hope you do get to have a chance to have a, a, a relationship with your daughter but even you know more in your control is what you can do for yourself, and I wish you the best in figuring that out and giving yourself more life that you want. And I, I wish you all the best. But I appreciate you calling in. Thanks a lot, Doctor. It was a pleasure to talking. Likewise, with you. I'm very happy. Thanks a lot for the time you. that you put for the you know for us, the people. It's Have my nice. pleasure. I am honored to get to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take Goodbye. care. Bye bye. Okay, let's go to a commercial break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Let's go to another caller. Radio Hamra, you're on the air. Hello. 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 Hi, thanks for calling. Hi, Dr. Farid. Hi, nice I'm to speak with to you. Talk to you. Likewise. So, yeah, um, I want to talk to you about my grandchild, which is uh, four years old. Mm hmm and um, her parents, actually her mom. So she um, went to school uh, beginning, uh, beginning of uh, August. It's about two months mm -hmm. and a half. And also she went to gymnastic class. 
and she she was happy with both both school, but um, last week she complained about uh, gymnastic class and said some uh, child bully me, laugh at me, and I don't want to go anymore. And the problem is in the um, gym class they put together four years old and older children. The older one bully her. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is should they went her to gymnastic class by force or not? So definitely not by force. Um, But definitely I wouldn't say just pull her from the class either. So I would want this opportunity to be used as hopefully all of them are. Of course, we're looking at what's good for the child, but often what's best for the child is how does a child grow, not just what hurts or doesn't hurt. So we definitely want to hear her that she said, I don't want to go um, and this child is bullying me. So first things first, I would want to somehow show her and tell her that we appreciate, I mean, this is more from the parents, you know, so I know you're calling uh, and, you know, and you're you're involved in the child's life, but really the parents are going to have more of these conversations. But I hope the parents can let her know that we really appreciate, thank you, we're proud of you that you told us what's happening in your life. Because we want to always give our kids the message that they can share anything with us. So. You know, sometimes parents, of course, they can have a strong reaction. Maybe they get mad about this kind of a situation at the kid. They get freaked out or they just focus on, no, it's okay, or whatever they're going to do. But we really want to show the child that telling us was really something we appreciate and you can always tell us anything. So that's the first thing that I think is very important. Now, the next thing is I wouldn't want to just jump to the conclusion of pulling her from the class. So I'm not saying force her, but as I said, I don't see it as black and white to just take her out of the class immediately, because we can also use this as an opportunity for her to possibly resolve this issue. Now, more than likely, especially because it's an older child, she's going to need some support. So they can try to figure out how to make that work, or can they talk with this child and your child? not in just a way of punishing that child. If if the child was indeed bullying your grandchild, that's not okay. So I'm not saying we uh, don't have even possibly a consequence, but it's trying to see if we can resolve this issue. Because what we don't want is for a few things. One is that your granddaughter uh, learns to just get away from conflict because sometimes we have to be willing to face what's happening in front of us. And then the other thing is that um, we want to make sure that she learns that, you know, even gymnastics, she doesn't get discouraged from doing activities that, you know, that she has to interact with people. So uh, I wouldn't say force. And so it's not just, okay, you have to go to class, forget about it. Or, you know, sometimes parents will say things like, who cares what someone says? You have to just deal, you know, just don't worry about what they say. We want to hear her, first of all, as I said, acknowledge her and commend her for sharing and then try to address the issue with her and see what can we do can we resolve this first and try to make it work and yes she's younger and this child is older so she's going to need a lot of support but i hope that the approach will be more how can we help her face this issue rather than just take her away from it sure um 
But the problem is, um, I actually, um, they do not uh, force her. That's why I'm asking you mm-hmm. what they can do. But um, her father told me she has to go, and we're going to go there and figure out what's going on, you know, four or six years old child bully each other. So I'm going to tell her whatever you said, sure. And the other question is, she's going to school. I told you it's two months and a half. Mm-hmm. And every morning when she wake up, she cry, cry to get ready. And when they want to wear her clothes, then actually their uniform. She doesn't want to wear anything under the uniform. Her mother forced her, you have to wear. The girl said, my grandchild says, I don't want to wear over there is hot. I just want my want to wear my uh, uniform and I keep wear my jacket all day. I talk to them, uh, don't force her, and let's, let's uh, we have to talk to Dr. Farid to see what we can do. Okay. My son says, in the class, it's okay, it's warm, but when they go outside, it's cold. We are afraid he gets uh, sick. What they can do, because he cries very badly to wear their underwear. And she never had this issue before school? Uh, sometimes, yes. She wants to wear whatever she wants to wear. Mm-hmm. But her mother says she is controlling. She has own issues. And she said now she has to listen to us. If we allow her now to do whatever she wants, Later than she doesn't want to listen to us. Well, I mean, there's some truth to that, that we don't just, you know, it's tough because we have to listen to our child, but sometimes a child even can be coming from almost a, you know, you use the word bullying, but they want to control the situation. And sometimes they're expressing a feeling to us and we want to make sure we hear them. So we want to try to understand where she's coming from. Now, one of the things that came to my mind, it seems like you're saying it's just the underwear just for school. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but there sometimes children, I mean adults too, but starting in childhood, you'll see they have some sensory issues with touch and clothes. So, you know, you'll have some kids and they'll be like, socks are so itchy, like they can't even handle wearing socks because it bothers them so much. So I don't know if there's any other signs she shows of these things of from feeling certain things or hearing things that she's very sensitive does she have does she show this in any way that she gets annoyed or irritated easily by either certain things and how they feel or how they sound and things like that no not really okay really because um all her clothes is cotton they um take care of uh things and everything is soft and good and she never, never complained about something bothering her. She said, yes, it's hot. I don't want to wear more because it's hot. Okay. And I guess it's a little confusing because if I understood you, you said, she says it's hot, but I'll wear my jacket the whole day. 
that's true because they said outside is cold and you get uh, sick. She said, okay, no worries. I'm going to wear my jacket. Okay, well, well, here she kind of, um, you know, it seems like she is a pretty smart child. She kind of figured them out because because the un- the underwear had nothing about being cold outside, right? That's not what they were worried about. Because she's right. If it's if you're worried about me being cold outside, I'll wear a jacket. Um, so, and I'm guessing they don't know how to tell her about why they want her to wear the underwear because of her body and maybe that people can see her body. Is that what they're concerned about? Yes. Okay. So, you know, as I said, this is where, you know, we talk to our kids and sometimes we think, well, if they're not smart enough, we can just trick them. And they, they tried to trick her by saying it's about temperature and being cold, but that's not their reasoning. And she, she's kind of right there. If that's why, then why can't she just wear her jacket? You know, um, she, she kind of has a point. So they can talk to her that, you know, this is more, we think it's more proper or you cover your body in certain ways and certain parts of our body get covered. I'm not sure if this is a power dynamic, you know, if she's having a power struggle with them. It's very odd that specifically she's focusing on this issue of underwear at school as being the reason. They, they might try to understand where she's coming from or why she's saying that and why is she picking this as, as the reason um, to... Uh, you know, battle with her parents. Uh, maybe she just doesn't like going to school in general. Does she have issues with going to school or separation anxiety? No, no, not at all. In the in the first day, they went uh, in front of school. They she just said goodbye. <laughs> Come back by three o'clock to pick me up. Yeah. Okay. And does she have any siblings? Mm, she has a uh, a step brother which he is uh, 16 years old. It's okay. from uh, my uh, daughter-in-law's first marriage. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so there's no other baby or anything in the house? No, just, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, with this, I, you know, even, again, my, my mindset of this is not do we make force her or not. That's force I don't like almost ever as a way we approach anything, but especially with our kids. It's not about forcing her. Now, do we just say yes to what she's saying? Not necessarily either. Just like with the gymnastics class, I wouldn't say she doesn't want to go. She never has to go. Uh, I wouldn't force her to go, but I'd want to talk to her and see how can we resolve the situation or understand the problem rather than just react to the problem. Um, so with this, I, I again, I, I don't like forcing. It's not going to be good in the long run, but w- they need to talk to her, try to understand what doesn't she like about it? What does she say? She said it's it's hot. Yes, exactly. Okay. She just said it's hot. So it, she is. She is. Even during the night, she doesn't want to. You know, they put a blanket, heavy things. She said it's hot. Yeah. Okay, so maybe she does get hot easily. I don't know if there's anything about her uniform. The temperature is getting cooler. I don't know if that's going to affect these things but you know they're having these power dynamics and now i also want you to be aware you can give some input and even you said you're going to call me and i'm going to tell them i don't think i should be telling them what to do or you should be telling them what to do no uh, actually actually her father wanted to talk to you today but he was very busy with work with the client he couldn't okay. you know, call you i just call you but for sure he's going to call you Okay, he can call me or they can talk to someone that they can 
if they want to meet more in a professional type of a setting, I mean, with the calls, it's it's a shorter type of a communication. But to me, there's bigger issues than just looking at wear the underwear, don't go to gymnastics or don't. So with the gymnastics class, I would, again, want to make her feel very good that she shared with us how she's feeling and what happened to her and see how can we help her, not just go there and we're going to complain to the the teachers or the coaches and that's it that why do you put these people together or why does this kid do this we want to even in some way have her involved with it I, I would hope she can talk to the child that if the child is can handle it having that conversation with her of what happened and maybe even the child apologizes so it's not again about just we have to force something one way or the other for me the class is much more obviously there's other people involved about what she's wearing we want to make her feel like she does have some some control and say, I don't really agree with we can't let her control us too much. I'm not so worried about that. But I do think we have to have a conversation with her and see what's really driving this. It seems like she really does get hot. It's not all just fake that she's making it up. But if you're saying it's only at school, I don't know. Or is it something about the school uniforms and the material makes her feel uncomfortable? I'm not sure. But I, again, wouldn't look at this as, do we say yes to her? Or do we say no to her? And that's the only decision. It, it's more you have to have a conversation even with her of understanding and seeing, well, is there an alternative, a different kind of even underwear where, way that she can dress? Can she wear leggings underneath it? Or I don't know what. You can explore other things. But I don't see it as just a black and white, either make her or, or let her have her way or force her to wear it. Forcing to me yeah. is almost always going to backfire in the long run. Right, uh, doctor. Um, she uh, if, even at home she doesn't want to wear that much clothes. Okay, so it doesn't seem like it's she's not, just making um, yeah, something up. Yeah, always, always she doesn't want to wear that much. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like she's just making up a problem. You know, it seems like she does really have, um, you know, some issues with how she feels and being warm and and temperature so it's not that's why i'm saying i wouldn't just say she's trying to you know control us so we can't let her win because she has to know she can't she has to listen to us i'm not saying just give in to what she's saying immediately but i would make it more of a conversation about that so i can't give you a clear answer on she should wear it or she shouldn't i think it's definitely gonna have to be more of a conversation to see how do we find a solution that works about this yeah I have about her wearing question. Every morning they put some clothes on their uh, couch and said, you have to wear this one. She goes to her room and brings something else and says, I want to wear this one. Yeah, well, I, I don't what agree with... Have, what, I, yeah, what I don't... Well, I mean, I think they should give her more of a choice in what she's going to wear. I don't know why they're saying... Now, if it's a school uniform, they can explain to her even beforehand this is why you have to do this everyone is, has to wear the same thing at school you know that that's you're saying she doesn't want to wear the school uniform or you're saying on other days that's about no it's about whatever they want to wear her under the uniform oh okay she doesn't want to uh, wear anything else no i know but you said they they say this and she goes bring something else like what? what I know you said that. You said they put this on the couch and she goes and brings something. Oh no! Up. When, whenever a day she wants to go in the classroom in the at school or anywhere they want to go, 
her mother wants to wear her whatever my daughter-in-law wants. She doesn't allow her to choose whatever she wants. But okay, so look, I think of course, and I think you already have an opinion on it, and maybe you want me to tell you something so you can go tell the daughter-in-law that she's doing it wrong. So I don't want you to get involved in that way. She's doing wrong, right? I, but but no, please listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying it sounds like you want me to agree with you so you can go tell the daughter-in-law that she's wrong. I, I don't want you to get involved in that way. I don't want to get involved with her, uh-huh. but I can tell my son. Yeah, but see, but, that's still getting... See, I, I want you to be aware of... This is why even... You know, as a grandparent calling, I always have to be aware of this process that you're the grandparent so it's not your decision to make on these things or telling your son to tell your wife that someone else, you know it, it gets a little bit messy so i think you already knew your question before you asked me or you knew the answer but you yeah, wanted to I'm have doctor. i i'm not living with them i'm never there at morning or whatever they just told me about the situation and said what we can do I said, let me talk to Dr. Farid, and then after later, then you have to talk to him by yourself. Okay. So let them let them do that. I mean, you you know, I wouldn't get too involved until then. Yeah. So much better. uh, It's much better. My son call you or whatever. That what? However, they can get involved. But as I'm saying, I wouldn't want you to be the one that gets involved. No, I don't want to be involved. But my son asked him, sure. asked me, now, for now, what we can do? She cried very hardly. Yeah. No, that's... I said, what was it? But the thing I said, I said that she takes uh, her underwear, their extra uh, clothes, go to um, school, give it to her teacher, and said, if you feel it's cold, and ask her if she can wear. Okay. Now, I mean, again, I, I, even with that, I think you're getting too involved with it. You're giving them suggestions, but I'd let them handle it more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, the, I, yeah. So, those are some ideas. I hope I speak with them, and we we can see, you know, what to do. Nice to speak with you. Okay. I for the school I know, but for gymnastics, if they uh, she they have to take her to the gymnastics class or is not necessarily because she cried nothing nothing is necessary yeah nothing is necessary but as i said i think it's worth approaching it talking to her we're going to go with you to see what we can do about what happened okay yeah okay okay nice speaking with you my pleasure and my son gonna call you okay looking forward to it have a great day take care All right, let's go to our last commercial break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Let's go to a caller. Radio Hamra, you're on the air. Hi, Hi. are you speaking to me? Yes, I'm. Thanks for calling now. Hi. I know I think you've been on hold for a while and we only have a few minutes. It's going to be a shorter, maybe just under 10 minutes. So just letting you know. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) It's just a general question about relationship. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay, yeah. Um, basically, I was just um, I'm getting um, so I'm getting started getting started on dating again. I'm a single 
parents that in my, you know, I'm 50 years old, not in 50s, but um, one of the criteria I always had in my mind uh, when I was thinking, anytime I think about um, meeting the right person was making sure he, he is a parent as well um, and also been married before. Um, I don't know the reason, but I just don't, the only reason, I don't know the psychology, the psychology behind it, but I always thought it would be a better match even though my children are adult and grown and gone independent, living their own life. Um, but I was wondering if that does it matter for at this age or as a, when you're looking to meet your you know, life partner necessarily not to creating family again. And I just, I started speaking to this gentleman that I would like to move forward, um, but I want to make sure if that's a, he's, he doesn't have children, he's been married and divorced before, but I wanted to see if I should be open to that or not. You're saying um, he was married, but not no children. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now I'm you know. Parents, but he's not a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting the way you even said it that my kids are. You said it's a match, and but my kids are grown. I mean, we're obviously we're not looking for a match for your children. It seems like they're no. they're in their own life. It's about you, and so you might feel that someone who. Um, two things come to my mind. If they uh-huh. have been married and have kids, you feel like you're more similar. You'll understand each other better. And you might also right. understandably, well, if a man is in his 50s or 60s and he's not, has never been married, that could itself be a possible red flag or makes you wonder Correct. something. So I can understand Correct. that part. Having the children might not be necessary. You know, you might want to understand what happened or why they didn't have children in that previous marriage. But um, I wouldn't see that as necessary. That that. Okay. Yeah. So I wouldn't see it as a okay. deal breaker. Okay. So I, I always, you know, when I listen to, you know, um, Dr. Holakui, your father, or I listen to, you know, all his, you know, different scenarios that they come online. You know, I, I've been married, I've been divorced, I had my children, you know, they're grown. Not that they're an issue, not that I need somebody to take care of my kids. The reason I mentioned they're grown and adult and they're gone. Mm-hmm. So if there's no effect on them, it's just more as far as the compare being you know more compatible and understanding and all that so um we're having i wanted to see if i should even get involved or no it's not a deal breaker it's okay well what makes you yeah so what was concerning you the fact that he doesn't have any children yeah yeah i was just wondering if we're compatible it would be a good it would be good to move forward um as someone who you know as far as the red flags that you know always you know as far as the personality or character is that why why you know, obviously he explains it just didn't happen. His marriage didn't last long, and then he's been in a couple of long-term relationships, but uh, it just never happened. He hasn't been remarried again, um, and this is the first time I'm considering being with someone and it's not. Obviously, he's not going to. At a younger age, we're concerned about if they wanted to be having be a parent in future one day. So mm-hmm. I will avoid that. But I'm not. We're not. We're in fifties and sixties, so um, that's not an issue him maybe changing his mind one day, but it was more com- being compatible. That was the okay. only concern that I had. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. if he didn't want to be a father, uh, I mean, he's older now, uh, I don't yeah. know if that's also part of what you're feeling, is does that affect right. what kind of a person he is? Yes. Is he... Yes. Yeah. yes, 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 you got it. <laughs> okay, so are you wondering if he's like a someone who'll be nurturing or caring for someone else, which in this case would be you? That that could be one uh, reason. Yeah, that could be one of the uh, reason I'm feeling. You know, I always felt like it should be a par- only a parent to understand a parent. Only and also there's a lot in common. Not that we're going to be sitting talking about our children, but um, he seems to be a nurturing person already. Just it's, it hasn't even gone that far at all. But 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to, didn't want to move forward with energy or time of anyone. But I was trying to be open. Yeah. To uh, yeah, I don't think it's a. I, I can't see it as a. Um, okay. Like it's a, a deal breaker, as I said. I mean, there's okay. things you're being aware of. Obviously, you have to evaluate any person to get to know them. Um, uh-huh. So I think you're wondering one. Yeah, does that affect him? Because he's never been a parent, does he know what that's like, or does he want to be the kind of person that takes care of someone? Are you wondering if he's going to be okay with you being involved with your kids' lives? No, not the last one. Okay. Um, I was just wondering if do you maybe the better question is if first of all you said it's not a uh, deal breaker, but um, the number two, what are what are the red flags we should look into, or what are the question, the right question, or things that I should be looking for into? someone who hasn't been a parent sometimes you know what i mean yeah that's what i should be looking for well i mean one is just trying to understand what happened in his life and i guess he told you he was married and they the marriage wasn't very long and they got divorced and he never was married again you know but you you got to understand what's happening there was just life the way that things worked out it was that way and then he was too old even to have kids did he never want to have kids and doesn't mean that even still would be a hundred percent deal breaker, but you okay. obviously want to understand him more and okay. and who he is. Um, okay. But a lot of the things you have to try to know what you're looking for in a partner. You know, you mentioned these very on paper things. Have they been married and have kids? But what kind of a partner are you looking for? What kind of a relationship are you looking for? Um, do you feel ready for a relationship? Do you want okay. to get married again? I mean, do you have answers for those kinds of questions for yourself? I do, I do, absolutely. Yes, I took I took enough time. Uh, you know, when I went through divorce back in two thousand five, first of all, raising my children, and then um, you know, a lot of time on my own personal growth and getting to know myself better. And um, I didn't want to commit to something serious, which I wanted serious, but parenting raising two children, two daughters, uh, and also getting involved in a meaningful relationship almost was, wasn't possible at the same mm. time, and having a career, so that's why. But now I am, yes, I will. For me, it doesn't matter the marriage is literally on paper or not. At this point of our life, at my age, it's more commitment, long-term relationship, meaningful relationship, not necessarily something to grow someone who hopefully grow old, and I'm open to marriage and a paper or just hard commitment. So okay. not necessarily. Well, I guess it's not a good break here for one, How long have you been talking to this person that you mentioned? Oh, it's I've just started dating again because, you know, I moved actually state from okay. Texas to but California. So, so how long has COVID. it been? Oh, it's been literally three conversations where we're going to see each other, but I want to make sure before I keep going forward. And it's okay. been very pleasant by far. So. Well, that's good. Um, what, one thing I would say, I mean, you haven't even met, it seems, so it's early, but pretty early on you can have a conversation just to make sure you're both looking for the same thing. Okay. As you okay. said, you're looking for, you know, whether it's on paper marriage or lifelong kind of a commitment. You'd want to make sure the person is looking for that because right. that that's not what everyone is looking for. So that's one thing to be aware of. Um, it's still very new, even now based on the fact of how much you've talked to him and that you talk are talking to me, I get the sense you can be anxious and wanting to make sure you're not making any mistakes. And so um, you might be overly cautious in some ways, and that's something just to be aware of, not that I'm saying jump into something without sure. thinking. 
but you know maybe you're you're going to be too afraid to start something but you know you got to find out if you both want the same things and then obviously you have to get to know each other to see if you're compatible but as of that i wouldn't see it as a, as a red flag and again okay. we're uh, you know i do have to wrap up because we're out of time but um, sure, sure. good luck in general but also good luck with that thank you very much all yeah. right nice talking you have take a great care. day luck more. Take all right bye-bye Okay, thank you to all the callers today and, of course, all the listeners. And, as always, Ghazali here in the studio. You've been listening to In Session with Dr. Fahid Alakwi. Have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.